Hello, my friends. This is Wendy Friesen back with you to share some really interesting information. Today, I'm going to tell you about some studies that are done on anti-aging using meditation and hypnosis and what it does to your brain and your telomeres. And we're going to talk about how your daily life is actually creating the possibility of dementia and Alzheimer's and what you can do to prevent it. And of course, this all must have something to do with hypnosis and your expectations of how you're going to feel or how you're going to age and to help you to create very simply these positive expectations that you need and more than just hoping and wishing but embedding these expectations of good health and long health and keeping your brain health instead of just you know, using affirmations or repeating that I am going to be healthy and I'm going to feel good. We're going to take it to the deeper level, of course, where with hypnosis, you will get the effect of storing it as an actual belief. So let's get started. What I did is I looked through a lot of different studies that had information about the immune system, the telomeres, dementia, and different things that had to do with combating the stress of everyday life that obviously shortens our life. Now, let's see what we can find here. What about the feeling of anger or the feeling of joy and happiness? Of course, one of those feelings can boost your immune system. The other one will wear it down and it'll damage your heart and increase the risk for dementia. And I know a lot of you these days are probably a little concerned about that, especially if you have someone in your family that is struggling with dementia. This is from John Hopkins School of Medicine, and I'm going to read to you just a little bit here. Studies show that negative emotions, including anger, hostility, and pessimism, know anyone with those? are linked to a higher risk of heart disease and a lower chance of recovery from events such as heart attacks, as well as a poorer cognitive health state. So a growing body of research is showing how these feelings like happiness and optimism and gratitude and having a sense of purpose in life leads to better heart and brain health. So do you have any of these in your life? And I know that you know about these things. But do you actually practice them or enhance them every day in your life? How do you react to the difficulties in life and to the stress? So this is saying happiness, optimism, gratitude. And I like this one a lot. A sense of purpose in life is really important. So now on the other side of it is the negative feelings, the strong feelings like anger and stress, anxiety, depression. All of those activate the amygdala the part of the brain that handles emotion. And it activates the body's fight or flight response. And of course, you know about that as well, but what are you doing about it? That triggers the release of cortisol and adrenaline. These are hormones that make your heart beat faster and your blood pressure rise, and it creates amazing amounts of stress on your body. Now, you might not know that stress can cause blood platelets to form clots. Stress can trigger plaque in the heart or the brain to rupture. This causes a heart attack or a stroke. So prolonged stress also increases inflammation. And I'm sure you're aware that having inflammation in your body 
is really dangerous and it's just one of the biggest problems with all types of diseases. We can reduce inflammation by doing meditation and self-hypnosis and changing the repetitive thoughts in our brains. And that's what we need to do for sure. People with poor coping mechanisms for stress might sleep poorly, engage in binge eating or exercise less. Lowering stress through positive feelings also affects your brain circuitry. Mindfulness, humor, and other mental coping skills can help people stay healthier by reducing the amount of cortisol running through their bodies. This still isn't quite enough. I mean, that's nice if you think, okay, I'm gonna be mindful, I'm gonna laugh a little, and I'm gonna to try to have good coping skills. There's a deeper message in all of the different research that I'm going to share with you, and it is about the deeper beliefs and reactions to them and what they are that you're holding in what we call your subconscious. It's not just the absence or reduction of stress that gives the brain what it needs to have better overall health. Well-being is more than an absence of mental distress. That's true because if you just get rid of all the difficulties and you feel okay, feeling okay isn't enough to get you by. Happiness, optimism, a sense of purpose and gratitude as we said, mindfulness, that's all the things that are mindfulness. Happiness, optimism, a sense of purpose and gratitude. And this is really, really good for your heart. Makes sense because, you know, we talk about our heart being filled with love and my heart is so full. Or maybe you have an angry heart and those things are going to affect your heart health. Research shows that anything good for the heart is also good for the brain. And this can be learned, of course, you can cultivate the positive thinking and the mindfulness. And again, just knowing that is not enough. <laughs> Staying physically active also helps to boost the mood. Time with friends and family. You need to have a strong social support. You want to not be living in loneliness. Also, optimistic people tend to take better care of themselves. So they're eating healthier. They're exercising. They are going to events or hanging out with people that they like to be around and trying to surround themselves with equally positive people. Now here's a study that is about positive attitudes about aging, reducing the risk of dementia in older adults. This one I think is pretty fascinating. I, I did not know how profound this one is. So research shows that older persons who have acquired positive beliefs about old age are less likely to develop dementia. This protective effect was found for all participants as well as among those carrying a gene that puts them at a higher risk of developing dementia. And this was a study from Yale School of Public Health in case you're interested. The study reports that older persons with positive age beliefs who carry one of the strongest risk factors for developing dementia, which is the E4 variant of the APOE gene. Now, some of you may know about this because you might have been tested for this particular gene, especially if you had one of your parents who got Alzheimer's or maybe even both of them. The ones that have this gene, the E4 variant of the APOE, were 50% less likely to develop the disease than their peers who held negative age beliefs. Again, the ones that had positive beliefs about aging were 50% less likely to develop Alzheimer's 
than their peers who held negative beliefs. Yale School of Medicine says that a group of 4,000 people with an average age of 72 years who were free of dementia at the start of the study were looked at in how that gene caused Alzheimer's or did not cause Alzheimer's. 26% of the participants in the study were carriers of the APOE4 gene. Now, you can also have one copy of that gene or two copies, depending if you got one from each of your parents or just one of your parents. The study demonstrated that APOE4 carriers with positive beliefs about aging had a 2.7% risk of developing dementia. In the group with negative beliefs about aging, they had a 6.1% risk of developing it over this four-year study. It's quite a difference, a 2.7% risk if you have positive beliefs about aging or a 6.1% risk for those with negative beliefs. Previous research in this study showed that positive age beliefs can be strengthened. Yes, they can. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you how to do that. We're going to work on that. And I'm, I'm wanting your input and I want your participation to help with this because we could create something that is a daily practice using hypnosis and mindfulness, but you, making it more supercharged to make sure it's creating those deep beliefs about aging. We believe it is the stress generated by the negative beliefs about aging that individuals internalize and it causes pathological brain changes. Positive beliefs about aging can be reinforced so that the negative impact is not inevitable. Study authors examined healthy, dementia-free subjects. They gave them MRIs. And they found in the MRIs that those who held more negative beliefs about aging showed a greater decline in the volume of the hippocampus. This is the area of the brain that's crucial to memory. Reduced hippocampus volume is an indicator of Alzheimer's disease. Isn't that something? So looking at just that one factor, your attitude about aging. Hmm. They did some brain autopsies too from this study. They found the amyloid plaques and the tangles, which you know those are things that after death they can look at the brain and see how much it had. Also, um, twisted strands of protein that build up within brain cells. And here's what they found in those brain autopsies. Participants having more negative beliefs about aging had a significantly greater number of plaques and tangles. Pretty interesting. So now that you know... Are you willing to actively do something about this? One of the things that you need to look at that I'm always harping on <laughs> is that you have these little, almost imperceptible thoughts that are triggering something deeper and helping to reinforce the belief, let's say the negative belief. You see someone walking, they're an older person and they're walking very slow and they're kind of hunched over. When you see that, does that make you think, oh, no, oh, I'm going to be old. Oh, I just don't want to do that. And this is triggering all of those beliefs we're talking about of how you might age. Or could you change it? With my help, could you see all around you all the different ways that people are aging? 
And when you see someone who looks really healthy and they're walking really well and they're happy and they're laughing, what do you want to reinforce every time in that subconscious or that other than conscious area of your brain, wherever that is, something that says, wow, I'm so grateful that I get to live a healthy and vibrant life. The older I get, the better I feel. What if we create this belief so that you are triggering it every time you see that and, and disrupting the old messages? You have probably heard the phrase, we become what we think about most of the time. And this includes those random kind of back of your mind thoughts that go in and out of your awareness and even the ones you're not aware of. But it does make sense that the more we focus on a specific thought or emotion or feeling or fear, that is the direction our brain is going to grow by triggering more similar memories and states of mind. So you've got to really pay attention to what you are focusing on and what you're internalizing and what your reactions are when you're looking at aging and getting healthier or programming your mind and your body to start self-destructing. I want to take a moment now to kind of give you a little commercial break here because <laughs> I want to help you to be able to change those thoughts and to become what you think about most of the time, something positive. Now, I have a lot of programs that, of course, are for improving your health, improving your attitude about health, spending time sending messages from your brain to your body about what your expectations are for the cells in your body, and also just having the attitude of having gratitude, having joy, feeling like, you know, the stressful things, they just kind of uh, don't bother you anymore, and you, you have this belief that you operate from. A couple of ways to do that. One is the Wake Up Happy program, and with Wake Up Happy, you have several different sessions that are to wake up in the morning with about a 15-minute wake-up. So you do it when you first wake up while you're still groggy and you listen to it and it kind of sets your day in motion, gets your brain remembering to think these good and positive thoughts and have a better connection with life. Another one is a program called Love Your Life and it's a meditation program and it's not meditation in the true sense of the word because it wouldn't, I wouldn't need to record anything if you were just doing meditation, which is generally silent and no one is guiding you. These are meditations that I've made that are to guide you, to help you to go inside, to help you to get a specific outcome or a feeling or an experience. There's 30 of them, and I'll tell you, it was a big job to make 30 of them, but each one has a different topic and will help you, again, to program what's happening with your mind, with your expectation, with the way your brain is being triggered for good things or bad things and helping you create that positive expectation in your life. You can do everything you can to say, okay, I'm going to meditate twice a day. Well, maybe you do that and then you kind of forget and then you're meditating once a week or not at all. And it takes some time to get those changes made because if 98% of your life is just carrying on doing what you do, and 2% of it is meditating sometimes, what is going to win? It's going to be the old patterns and the habits and the, the thinking that is, someone called it stinking thinking, <laughs> the thinking that is creating destructive states of body and mind. 
There's other programs as well. There's a sleep program that has, I think, eight different sessions. And in the sleep program, you fall asleep to a different topic each night. And each one is very um, specific to a certain thing in your life. And it might be physical or mental, uh, spiritual. And it's going to do something that's going to give you the repetitive words and phrases for you to start focusing on so that those are the states of mind that you're triggering during your day. So you could get the uh, insomnia program. It's for insomnia, um, but it's also just for falling asleep with really positive messages and positive instructions. So you can see those in the comments if we're in your, where you're seeing the podcast has comments in it. Otherwise, just go to wendy.com, W-E-N-D-I.com, and you can do a search on the products for the sleep program, the meditation program, and the wake up happy program. And those three will really get you started. Now, I want to talk about telomeres. I've heard people pronounce it telomeres, but I just looked it up and, <laughs> and I found out that it is pronounced telomeres. So we're going to talk about that right this very second. If you like me, are into learning stuff about your brain and discoveries that are being made about how our brain does what it does, good or bad, then you might be aware of telomeres. Do you love telomeres? <laughs> Is it fascinating? Can meditation lengthen your life or just your telomeres? Well, what? Meditation can lengthen your telomeres? <clears throat> so here's what they are. Telomeres reside at the end of the chromosomes in order to protect them from deterioration. When the cells replicate, telomeres are cut and they become increasingly shorter. If the telomere becomes too short, it dies or it becomes dormant. Researchers now use telomere length to determine your cell's ages and with it, your brain deterioration. So this is pretty important to understand how we can use these telomeres to find out what condition your cells are in and your brain as well. I've reported on the recent research findings that exercise has been shown to maintain long telomeres even as you age. Isn't that interesting? So let's look at how intensive meditation affects them. There is a study of the health effects of meditation on the brain and body, of course. There's a lot of them. <clears throat> 60 participants 30 are in the retreat group and 30 in the control group. So the retreat group participants spent three months in a meditation retreat. This is pretty extreme, I would think. That's a long time. The group meditation was twice a week, and then they all did individual meditation for huh, six hours a day. Oh my goodness, that is a long time to meditate. I'm sure they had a really fantastic time. The control group, did not attend the retreat, so they were on their own. Telomerase activity was measured afterwards, uh, and telomerase is an enzyme that can rebuild and lengthen the telomeres. That's why we know that the levels of telomerase kind of give us an idea of the condition of the telomeres. The telomerase activity was measured much greater in the retreat participants than in the matched control group. 
And you kind of wish they had taken the telomerase measurements before the meditation retreat as well as afterwards so you could see how much difference they got. But this study, they didn't do that. But it is interesting that you have some control over whether your telomeres, those little ends of your chromosomes, are dying or getting um, sick or shortening, and for your brain health. Now... Here's a, something from Baylor University study. This is mindfulness combined with hypnotherapy aids highly stressed people. A new treatment for stress, which combines mindfulness with hypnotherapy, has shown positive results in the university study. The intervention is called mindful hypnotherapy. <laughs> mindfulness is meditation. It's focusing on attention and on the present moment, helping you cope with stress, and it can require months of practice and training. Hypnosis also involves focusing attention, but, if it, but it includes mental imagery, relaxation, and suggestions for symptom reduction. These are the words from the study, not mine. Hypnosis interventions are typically brief and have been used in pain and symptom management in clinical practice. The study's basic premise is that using hypnosis to deliver mindfulness goals could have many advantages. Combining mindfulness and hypnotherapy in a single session is a novel intervention, according to the people in this study. Little do they know that we do it all the time in my world. <laughs> it's a novel intervention that may be equal to or better than existing treatments, the combination. This could be a valuable option for treating anxiety and stress reduction. Wow, how about that? I think there are some of us who have known that for a very, very long time. <laughs> All right, so while mindfulness by itself can be an effective treatment for stress and anxiety for some people, it is typically provided in eight weekly sessions that last two hours or more each week and include an all-day retreat of eight hours or more. For the study of mindful hypnotherapy, they used high-stress participants Half of them took part in an intervention of one-hour weekly individual sessions that included hypnosis inductions and suggestions for greater mindfulness. Participants also were given self-hypnosis audio recordings that were about 20 minutes long, each with suggestions for a hypnotic induction, relaxation, and greater mindfulness. The second group did not take part in the intervention. Now, from my understanding of what I just read to you is that these hypnosis sessions of 20 minutes had mm, relaxation, which is good, lower stress, and to have greater mindfulness. So making you more aware of what it is you are thinking and doing and how your expectations are. And all of this is very good. This doesn't include, in my observation, anything that is assisting in reducing a lot of the stressful thoughts we have or your anger or your or perhaps your judgment towards others or the way that you see and think about other people or comparisons or if you're dealing with grief or you have some situations that are continually stressful and difficult in your life and so on. And my point there is that there is there's much deeper things that we do with hypnotherapy than just relaxation and mindfulness, okay? And I think that that's kind of important. But this is good. The study is good. The second part, as I said, did not take part in the intervention. Intervention material focused on present moment awareness, non-judgmental awareness of the five senses, 
non-judgmental awareness of thoughts and feelings, self-hypnosis, compassion for self and others, awareness of personal values and meaning in life, and transition to long-term practice of mindful hypnotherapy. At the end of the study, the intervention group reported a large decrease in stress and a significant increase in mindfulness. Yeah, it, and that should, because hypnotherapy does that generally really quickly, even in the first sessions. The average participant practiced every day, and overall satisfaction with the intervention was an 8.9 on a scale of 10. In comparison, those who did not participate in the intervention reported no significant difference between pre- and post-study stress level. A limitation of the study was its small sample size. Future studies of a larger number of people could be of value, yes, as well as testing mindful hypnotherapy for other concerns, such as anxiety, depression, or chronic pain. So this study gave us a little bit of an overview that, yeah, hypnotherapy combined with mindfulness is very helpful for that. But what if we, like, put this thing, like, to the something. <laughs> let's, let's make this happen in a bigger way. Unless if you have anger and you listen to my program that is to help you release your anger and not react anymore to the things that are making you angry, your stress level is going to go way down and you're not going to be continually reinforcing that anger that's just swirling within you and creating so much uh, of the problems that are going to make you either die sooner or stay sick or be stressed and full of the chemicals of stress. So maybe you want to use a session that's on releasing your grief. If you have lost someone or lost a relationship and you're still feeling that grief and maybe you have some resentment or some deep pain and of loss and you want to just feel better, you want to get to a base level that is, I'm okay now. I have a program for that, and I have programs, obviously, for a lot of things, so we can apply that to the longevity issue and the quality of current life and brain health and dementia and Alzheimer's. Can meditation slow the rate of cellular aging? And this is about cognitive stress, mindfulness, and telomeres. Stress creates a harmful state for cellular longevity. The Dalai Lama explained that emotions, based on reason and analysis, tend to drive meaningful behavior. In contrast, emotions based on false projections or fear-based beliefs are harmful to longevity. Yep. We speculate that certain types of meditation can increase awareness of present moment experience leading to positive cognitions, primarily by increasing metacognitive awareness of thought, a sense of control, and decreased need to control. And those of you who are control freaks out there, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and an increased acceptance of the emotional experience. These cognitive states reduce cognitive stress. These positive states are thus stress buffering. Increasing positive states and decreasing stress cognitions may slow the rate of cellular aging. In a previous study, perceived life stress, primarily it's an inability to cope with demands and feeling a lack of control. And speaking of lack of control, is that something that you struggle with, is feeling like everything's happening to me, I have no control over how I'm feeling because all this stuff around me is going on. Okay, so a feeling of lack of control and higher nocturnal stress hormones, cortisol and catecholamines, were related to shorter 
telomere length. So, primarily it, the stress you're experiencing is an inability to cope with demands and feeling a lack of control and higher nocturnal stress hormones related to shorter telomere length. A negative mood was related to lower telomerase activity, a precursor of telomere shortening. The balance of threat to challenge cognitions may be important in buffering against the long-term wear and tear effects of stressors. Those stressors, they are out to get us. You know, you can train yourself to let stressful things roll off of you and remind yourself that, you know, I'm really resourceful. I know that I'll find a really good positive solution to this. It feels really effed up right now, but it's going to get better and I'm going to find a way to solve this in a way that's good for everybody. So your reaction to those stressors is absolutely the key because then you repetitively train yourself to have that response. I, mean, I even, um, I worked with a guy who had road rage and his like wife sent him to me because he was really bad. <laughs> and I got him to where the idea was that when he puts his hand on the wheel and he feels that steering wheel in his hands, he feels this warm wave of softness that goes through his body. And when he feels that, his mind is in this state that he recognizes there are a lot of bad drivers out there and a lot of idiots out there, but he's not one of them. He just drives and he kind of laughs at them a little bit and he doesn't care that they're doing stupid things. He's now feeling peaceful and, ha and it went on and on, you know, with many different things that were causing him to have those reactions, but it worked in one session. And he said, you know, when I go and drive, I'm so relaxed. And you're right. Putting my hands on the steering wheel is the trigger that, ah, oh, puts me right in that state. So he didn't change all the other drivers. He just changed his reaction to them. To the extent that meditation mitigates stress and negative emotions, meditation may indeed decelerate cellular aging. And when I say in these studies, when I read you the word meditation, I am also wanting you to know that that's hypnotherapy as well. We also speculate about the physiological mechanisms. Meditative practices appear to improve the endocrine balance. The endocrine brown, bleh, the endocrine balance is higher DHEA and lower cortisol, because cortisol is a killer. So it improves the endocrine balance and decreases the oxidative stress. Meditation practices may promote cell longevity in both through decreasing stress hormones and oxidative stress and increasing hormones that may protect the telomere. All right, so now, can you change your expectation about your health when you're growing older? Of course, with the mindfulness component, I'm going to just repeat this kind of, you know, to bring it back to right here what we're going to do and how we're going to take action. Catch yourself. This is the first thing. Notice what your thoughts are when you see someone who is older than you, much older than you, or someone who's having trouble walking, or they, they're looking just really old and rugged, or what your thoughts are when you see someone who's quite a bit older, and they seem happy, and they have a smile on their face, and they have a nice bounce in their step, and they seem very optimistic. 
Notice your observations. So this is the mindfulness aspect of this. Find out what the thoughts are that you're automatically entertaining in your body and your brain. Do you use words that are not helpful? <clears throat> like, <laughs> I'm just dying to go to Europe. I know they're just words, but they're just more than words. I'm dying to see that movie. I'm just so fed up and angry that I have to deal with my brother again. And I don't mean my brother if either of you are listening. I love you both. <laughs> but what are those internalized thoughts and the, the things that you are just letting stew around your body that are causing all the oxidative stress and shortening your telomeres and leading to such things? as Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah, because that's what it's all about. So share this episode with your friends and people that you know that could benefit from it, which is everybody. And then consider starting your hypnotherapy training. There are people who listen to my work every night and every morning. There's people who said every break I get at work, I go and listen to your short sessions. They just totally reset my mind, and I feel really good the rest of the day. It was funny. I was, <laughs> many years ago, I went to a Tony Robbins event that's one of these where it's like 2,000 people or something, and it's basically to get you enrolled into even more Tony Robbins stuff. Um, and, you know, there are some things he does. It's pretty brilliant, huh? Uh, <laughs> I was signing up at the table, and the guy looks up at me and goes, oh, Wendy, oh my gosh, Wendy, oh, it's so great to meet you, which is really cool. If you can ever, you know, ever get that to happen, it's pretty cool. Um, and then when I was in there, and I'm sitting in this room with 2,000 people in, in rows of chairs, and there was a guy who worked his way through the row of chairs in the row I was in to come all the way there and say, oh my gosh, I've just always wanted to meet you. I listen to your work every day. I listen to these sessions every, every day. And it has totally changed my life. Everything has changed. So this is pretty cool. I, I've had people do that. Like a woman stopped me at the farmer's market in Hawaii this was a few years ago. And she said, oh, Wendy, you cured my eight years of insomnia. I couldn't sleep. It was horrible. It was torturous. And your recordings for sleep stop my insomnia. I sleep great every night. A woman that stopped me in the grocery store says, I'm so, I'm so grateful because I quit drinking. It's weird. I just, I listened to the alcohol sessions and I just kind of forgot to drink and didn't think about it. But now in the grocery store, when I'm going down the wine and the liquor aisle, I actually feel really happy because that is triggering me to feel really proud of myself and feel really good and know that I'm keeping my body healthier. Isn't that great? And this is what it's about. I want you to be aware of the things that are really shitty in your life and that are really bugging you and that you thought were out of control. Because remember, one of the pieces that I was just reading to you when, is about when you're feeling certain things are out of your control. And then know that, and I know that you know this, <laughs> but then know that your reaction to them is the thing you do have control over. And you've probably learned this from all kinds of self-help gurus, but what are you doing to make it happen? And that's the difference. When we know something and we don't somehow 
fire it up and get it started and get it to be like the language of our cells. It's just going to continue to do that even if you don't vocalize it and you think that's progress. It's not really that great of progress. If you get mad at people when you're driving and you say, oh man, these people are just effing idiots. What the hell? I don't, I, they're so stupid. Even if you're just silently thinking that or saying that, you're doing the same thing to your cells and your telomeres are suffering and the cortisol and all the, the catecholamines are flooding through your body. So you've got to change your reaction. And the way to change that, the easiest way, is to do some hypnotherapy. I think you should do it every morning and every evening. If your kids are driving you crazy, you've got to get them to listen to some hypnotherapy so they will be a little less crazy. Because you can change your own reaction, and that's good, but you still don't want difficult, stressful things happening around you. You want to help others to also learn how to be more insightful, mindful, and have different reactions to what's happening around us. And now, <laughs> I am going to totally make up, spur of the moment, off of the cuff, a nice hypnotherapy session for you based on what we've been talking about. We're going to really honor the job that your body and your brain does to keep you healthy despite some of the stuff you're doing to it by putting the wrong words, thoughts, feelings, actions, responses, and triggering things that are not so healthy and good for you. Your job right now is to find a comfortable place to relax. It can be sitting up in a chair or lying down on your bed. It can be just reclined on your couch. And again, you don't have to lie down because we don't want you to go to sleep because hypnotherapy is not sleep. It's super duper relaxation <laughs> and more. So I'm going to find out what I'm going to say as I say it, which is how I usually make my hypnosis sessions. And of everything we've talked about, I want you to relax into that mindset right now, taking a nice deep breath in, letting it all the way out, feeling what you're feeling right now, another breath in, let go of any tension, any physical sensations right now, any sensations that might be bothering you or that feel tight or tense. And continue to take these slow, deep breaths as you relax into my voice. And as my voice guides you, you might create the outcome that you would like to have today. And it may be that you want to simply feel a sense of calm and peace in your life. You want to really honor your body. Or maybe it's that you don't want to react in the old ways that you used to react. You want to feel and experience something very different. Maybe what you want is to nourish your body with some specific thoughts and feelings that are positive, that are focused, that are more than just, I'm feeling better every day. But something that is specific to certain parts of your body that need some attention and healing and love. Or to your brain, 
to create the highest brain health you can. Now, if you notice any negative thoughts or judgments or feelings that you have had in your life that feel hopeless or out of control, for the next few minutes, see if you can let themself, let yourself go and let those thoughts go. If you notice them coming up, I want you just to take a deep breath. Touch your thumb and finger together on both hands and exhale and just feel, yeah, I can let it go. I can do that. Now, as you're relaxing, just imagine that your body can float up out of this moment. Just feel it getting lighter and lighter and in whatever way you experience it. Just feel the sensations. Maybe you notice an image of yourself or you're looking through your eyes from inside of your body. And you begin to float forward in time. And as you're floating forward in time, you might wonder what your body will experience as you get older and what you want it to experience as you get older. Now float forward in time to one month in the future, going through the days and the weeks to one month in the future and just notice floating in this ethereal space that you do feel lighter, freer, more open to changing some of the ways you used to feel about things in your life. So at one month in the future, just let yourself slow down and settle right there. And notice that there are some things that you've been doing differently. You've been eating healthier foods, using better language when you talk to yourself, creating a massive state of love in your body, in your brain, in your mind, right down to the very cells. And you have allowed yourself to have the experience two times a day to continue to flood your body with positive thoughts and feelings. And in the last month, you've let go of some of that old stuff that you realize is not you. At this moment, one month in the future, feel how it's changed you physically. Do you walk a little more upright? Do you smile more? Do you take time to pause and have conversations with people? Are you more engaged with the people around you? Have you made some new friends that help keep you positive? Perhaps you remind people when they say something self-destructive. In a gentle way, you let them know, are you sure that's how you want to feel? <laughs> are you sure that's what you want to tell your body? Reminding them that every word matters. Now take yourself on this journey into your future and go two more months in your future. And as you're going through those months in your future, there are experiences you're having as you go deeper inside of yourself right now and in this future moment. 
you're experiencing what it's like to easily go into a deep meditative state, listening to hypnotherapy programs that make you feel better, that heal some of the things from your life and in your past. And as you go to this moment that is now three months in the future, be aware of how you've changed the messages that you hold in your body. Can you right now experience the ways that you send love, acceptance, honoring all the organs in your body, right down to the very cells that make them up? Can you put in your brain the beautiful visions of getting older with grace and style and laughter and silliness, allowing yourself to have fun and eliminate negativity from your life? Create a vision of what you do that expresses that joy and that fun. And notice how this has affected your body physically. Old pains that you used to have have gone away. Some other conditions have begun to heal. Notice that your reactions are more reactions of love or compassion or understanding. And notice that you do spread joy to others, making other people laugh or smile or think, giving them some glimmers of hope or ideas for how they could talk to themselves differently. And at three months in this future, you know that you're doing all the things that you know how to do to support the health of your body, to keep your cells so brilliantly alive, and to keep the telomeres having the length that allows you to live a long and beautiful and happy life. You choose to make this happen you want this to happen. You are able to honor and understand how valuable it is to change your language or just your perceptions. And when you're aware of things that maybe slip in here and there that are not positive, not healing, you just stop and say, it's okay. This is what I really want. And you immediately are aware of it and if it's silently or you voice it, you say, I can change that. And this is what I really want. I can react peacefully and happily and continue to feel this really beautiful state of mind and body and spirit. Now I want you just to notice what your thoughts are about getting much older, how long are you going to live? Notice what that brings up for you right now. Do you notice an image of yourself at a much older age? What does that image look like? What is that person feeling? Are they excited and happy and content with the age that you've reached? Is your older self doing things to keep you engaged in life 
and healthy and full of spirit and fun. Create that image right now in the sound of the voice of your older self, that there is such a youthful sound in that voice in the way your future self, your older self, moves, plays, smiles. And notice that other people say, when I get old, I want to be just like him or just like her. Good. Now let that image of yourself, that vision of who you are as that older person, bring that close to you and just really feel it. Go ahead and kind of give that a hug. And that, that every cell in the body of that older you is now programmed to have a more positive attitude, to stay sharp and happy and interesting. And just let that future you come inside of your body. Let it float inside of your body and feel all of the youthful sensations, all of the health, all of the positive messages that are radiating from every cell in your body and creating that message of knowing that I got this. I am going to take care of my body and mind. I am going to honor all the experiences that allow me to age with health and with beautiful thoughts, with joy and laughter, and be one that inspires others. Take a deep breath in. Let it out slowly. Good. And I want you to bring your awareness back here to my voice, to your body. And from the top of your head, slowly begin to let a shimmering light be right there at the top of your head. A beautiful shimmering light that's of youth and vitality, positive statements, words, and feelings, and emotions. And this light is going to flow down inside of your body, through your body, affecting every cell in your body, energizing your brain and programming all of your cells to have a peaceful and positive experience in life with the highest state of health as each cell goes away and passes on its cellular memory to the next cell, passing on a new message with love and acceptance and long life. Let that light float all the way down surrounding your heart your lungs, all of your organs in your belly. Let it float down through your arms to the tips of your fingers and let that light now go down through your hips, down into your abdomen, all the way into your legs, your knees, your calves, and your feet. And let that light be so bright that you can feel it tingling right now. It is tingling with the message of vitality and longevity and being able to know that you trust your body and you feed it the thoughts, ideas, and messages of strength and love every day. You've got this. Now bring your awareness back here and when I count from one to five, keeping that beautiful tingly light inside of your body while it works its magic. Bring your awareness back here. One, bring the energy into your legs and arms and two, Bring that energy all the way up through your body. 
all the way up to the top of your head, and three, feeling balanced and at peace. And four, your eyes will feel cool and refreshed. And five, wide awake, clear-headed and refreshed. Good. I forgot what number I was on. I'll say five. <laughs> five, here you are, yay. <laughs> so funny. Um, when I see clients a long time ago, I used to forget what number I was on. And sometimes I had to, like, just put one finger up for myself, two fingers up, three fingers, four or five. Because, you know, when we're hypnotherapists, we're in trance too. We're right there with you. And if you, if you need a job that's very exciting and very vital and will totally massively heal you while you are helping heal others, you become a hypnotherapist. Being with a person one-on-one -on -one in an office that is quiet with soft music, saying positive things and helping them is having the same effect on you while you're doing it. And it is just such a high to be able to do that for people and also getting the effect for ourselves. Am I right, all you hypnotherapists out there? <laughs> Am I right or what? I don't know where I'd be if I hadn't become a hypnotherapist. And before I did, I had lots of judgment and I had things that I was angry about. And there were lots of things that weren't fair and frustration and feeling like I didn't have any control over some areas of my life and that's not a way to live but I started doing this 27 years ago and it definitely was a life changer for sure no question about it best thing I've ever done well almost the best thing there are some other pretty cool things I've done to get where I'm feeling happy and content and feeling like life isn't just out to get me Thank you for listening to this. If you need to, go back and listen to this research over again, and you could take some notes if you would like to be able to repeat these things to other people. I like taking notes of some of the podcasts I listen to that have really important information because I want to remember it and learn it, and I want to be able to share it with other people. So you might want to do that or listen to the whole thing over again. I hope you enjoyed our little session. That was really nice. I enjoyed that for me. It gave me quite a rush. I'm going to let you go since it's almost been an hour. Thank you for sticking around. And in the comments, I will put some discount codes for several of the programs that I think will help you immensely with getting your new state of mind, the messages to your body that you do want, and to let you not react in a negative way to the things around you. And those things, man, they are things. If you haven't listened to my previous podcasts, there's one that is about thoughts are things, and it's very, very important for you to, to listen to that one and to understand how powerful your thoughts are and how they are affecting you and other people around you. So if you haven't listened to that one, I think it was just maybe two podcasts ago, go get it. All right. Every one of you right now, put your arms around yourself and give yourself a big hug and just say thank you to your body and your mind and your soul and your spirit and your everything. <laughs> I will be back very soon and we'll do some more deep diving into what makes us awesome. You have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.